You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with Derek. Tyler is out enjoying time with the family for the holidays. We wish you all a very Merry Christmas and enjoy your time with your families as well. We are one day removed from early signing day, which was really fun. But Derek, first, how cold is it in Nebraska right now? It is uh, bitter cold. It's uh, Everybody's listening to this probably already knows, but uh, the wind chills were at like negative 50 today, I think. Yikes. I didn't go outside much, so. Well, not that it's a consolation. I mean, it sucks for me, but even down here in Texas, it is cold. It is unnaturally cold. Right now, it's 14 degrees, and the wind chill is negative 4. Nothing like what you have going on in Nebraska. It, it's cold. You know what? You hit negative degree wind chills, it's cold no matter what. Oh, my goodness. it's It sucks. But, uh, again, early signing day was yesterday. Uh, Nebraska had a lot of great guys just signed. It was really fun. What were your overall thoughts of the signing day yesterday, Derek? I uh, felt like a lot of momentum, a lot of lot of good. I, we got a lot of good guys. I think uh, there were a few I was a little skeptical on it to, to when we first started, when Matt Rule first started taking over. Uh, but but I'm but, but I'm buying in. I think he's got some diamonds in the roughs coming in. Yeah, when. Uh, <laughs> You're not lying there. When when Matt Rule was hired and he made some of these coaching selections, uh, they were a little bit puzzling at first. And then you started seeing some of these offers go out uh, to like no star guys, which you know, not nobody knew who they were. And it was like, what are we doing? It's like, are we recruiting towards uh, Temple? But you know what? They finished strong. This staff finished strong. They got a lot of good dudes. Headlined by Malachi Coleman out of Nebraska. Uh, high four-star. Uh, tons of talent right there. But uh, I- I'm happy with this class. I'm I really mean, happy. Just just to just to elaborate what you're talking about there, I mean, we picked up Bryce Turner, who was not ranked by anybody. Eric Fields, not ranked by anybody. Uh, Quentin Ives, who wasn't ranked by anybody. Uh, and, and now, and here, here's the thing, like you got to take a little bit of these rankings with a grain of salt because these guys went from unranked to like 0.87. I mean, they're high three stars all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, you went from unranked, nobody knows who you are to a high three star just because you're going to Nebraska. And you know what, Matt rule, we're going to talk about, uh, Matt rules, uh, uh, his presser on Wednesday. Uh, but he talked about that that they're you know they're going to go after some under the radar guys and uh, after they offer they're going to get about eleven or twelve more offers and you know it's just that's the way it's going to go so uh, good for good for this staff about identifying talent to come in here and develop. Well, I, I mean the jury's still out. We got to see these guys come in and perform. Oh yeah, but, absolutely. But you know this isn't the first time it's happened. You remember Amir Abdullah was a very low ranked three-star guy coming out of high school yeah. and beat out a guy that was, uh, I believe was a five-star last four of the last five stars we got right. in Aaron green. Yep. Uh, and, and did many obviously big things here. So I, again, you got to take some of these rankings 
with a grain of salt because, I mean, I, coming out of high school, nobody knows what any of these kids are going to be. And, and Matt Rule brought that up in his press conference. You know, you get here, those stars all go away. Yep. You're just part of the team now. So we'll, we'll see what happens. And then <clears throat> I'm, I'm excited to see what some of these guys will do. So how do you think the coaches did in recruiting? Because this was a staff that was light on experience in college football as a whole. Uh, little, very little Power 5 experience amongst the whole staff that we have so far. How do you think they did? I think they did good. I Look, I, Terrence Knighton, I, I've been a little critical of Terrence we Knighton. We all have, I yeah. Won't, I, and I, I won't back off of that. We still need to see some uh, results on the field. But his recruiting has impressed me by a ton. I mean, this guy has done nothing short of anything amazing when it comes to recruiting. In three weeks, he's managed to rope in, I think, two, three, four-star guys. And just, I mean, he's done great. And he managed to keep around uh, Riley Van Poppel. Uh, you know, Don, Donnie Rayola, he's... Uh, I mean, not that his guys are highly ranked, but he's brought in some like three or four offensive linemen that, you know, hey, we kept some in-state guys around. The staff seems pretty happy with them. Uh, I mean, we've seen four-star offensive linemen come in here and do nothing. Right. You know, so I don't care that they're three-star guys. If they can come in here and block, so be it. That's what you need to do. Yeah, I think the key so point I, there... I, 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 I'm, I'm a little impressed with what Donnie Rayola has done recruiting wise, even. I think the key point here is, you know, they've had less than three weeks to do this as a staff oh, uh, to come in there. And from where they started to where they finished is, I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive because there was a time where I was thinking, you know, I was like, my goodness, the way that they're offering, we'll be lucky to have a top 50. And then, you know, in the week headed into signing day, I was like, well, he was like, I guess it would be okay with a top 35 class. And uh, so let's talk about the rankings here. Uh, how, how did Nebraska fare uh, amongst and, – and again, recruiting season is not over. We have another signing day, but where do we stand right now? I, look, everybody wants to point to uh, Riley's – uh, first re- first recruiting class and uh, Frost's first recruiting class. Uh, it compares with those guys. Uh, St- Frost had a little bit better recruiting class. He was ranked 23rd uh, in, in tw- according to 24-7 and uh, Rule's sitting here at 28th. So he's got five spots to move and he's still got two more months to figure it out. Yeah. So, or, you know, close to two months anyway. Sure. Um, you know, I, I know some people are going to talk about uh, four-star guys. He didn't get as many four-star guys as some of those other guys did. Riley in his first class only had four four-star guys, so we're only one guy short of hitting what Riley did. Uh, Frost did have six four-star guys, uh, so we got a little ways to try and catch him. But look, go back and go back and look at the recruiting rankings for those for the 2015 class and the 2018 class, and there were ten four-star guys that came in. Now those guys, like three of them, made impacts on the team anyway. So if if you're that concerned about four star guys, then I don't know what to tell you because they don't always come in and pan out anyway. Yeah, that's true. 
I mean, look, I, 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 Adrian Martinez. Uh, oh, I might have to pull that back up, but Adrian Martinez and a few others were the only ones that ever really made any impact at Nebraska in their time here. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Sorry, Cam Jurgens and Caleb Tanner. Yeah, you know, I mean, Maurice Washington. Maybe you talk about him, but the guy got in trouble, got kicked off the team. Cameron Jones didn't last long. Tate Wildman didn't do anything. Uh, going back to the 2015 class, I mean, you're looking at Eric Lee, who I had one really good game where I think he had like two or three interceptions. Yeah. But beyond that, he never really did much. Uh, Jalen Barnett, I don't think ever even seen the field. Uh, Jordan Stevenson transferred out fairly quickly. And Avery Anderson, I don't think ever seen the field. So, I mean, when you're sitting here looking at all these four-star guys, uh, I think there's a little too much emphasis put on that. Uh, it's always nice to see the four-star guys come in, though. Sure. It always makes you feel happy. And so Matt Rule's got another month, two almost two months to figure it out. If he gets another one or two guys in here and we're sitting at a top 25 class, who's to complain? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so... 247 has a set, or 247, they have a set 28 and fifth in the Big Ten. Or, uh, yeah, fifth in the Big Ten. On three has us at 33rd and fifth in the Big Ten. And Rivals has us at 28th and fourth in the Big Fourth in the Big Ten. Uh, it's pretty cool that, you know, divisions are going away, but this staff was still able to come in in, th- in three weeks and still give us the best recruiting class out of the West. That's going to be the guys that we're going to be competing with, at least, you know, for this year. And uh, so I, I think it's, I think it's but, a win. Yeah. Understand this too. Uh, so on three, and I, I do like on three. There's a lot of things about on three that I like. $1 subscription uh, mainly. <laughs> that too. Yes. <clears throat> but they have us at 33rd, but that's overall, like they're, they're putting transfer ranks in there and everything. And the transfer ranks are kind of hurting us a little bit because we got six six commits from the transfer portal, and six of, or five of them were four star guys coming out of high school, but only one of them is ranked out of the transfer portal. Yeah, and that's Jeff Sims. Uh, so I, I was looking at twenty four seven to see where we would rank if just a couple more of these guys gets a four star for the transfer ranking, and. The team that was that closely resembled what Nebraska's class looks like right now was Kentucky, and they had six commits as well, and three of them were four stars, and they were number ten in the transfer portal. So if if we can just get two of these guys to be uh, four stars out of the transfer portal, we're looking at a top ten transfer portal club ranking too. Right. So you take that in consideration. That that but that's going to bump up that uh, on threes thirty third. Quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, so as you look at the staff or the the recruits that we put together this year, uh, do you think we did a good job about targeting the positions in need? Um, I, overall, yes. Uh, I, I know a lot of people are going to point towards tight end, losing uh, Bra- Brett uh, Brommer. I forgetting his first name. Ben. Uh, ben Brommer, okay. Uh, yeah, he ended up going to Iowa State. Uh, 
losing him kind of hurt a little bit. Uh, and and we, we probably did miss on tight end, yes. But what I'm going to go on in tight end is we have so many young tight ends in this, in, on the roster right now. And like Chase Androff, Thomas Fedoni, uh, Nate Borkerger, uh, James Carney, A.J. Rollins, uh, Brody Tagaloa. Like, there's a lot of young guys on this roster for in the tight end room. So if we were going to miss a spot, to me, that was a spot to miss. I think when, uh, when I look at what we recruited and what we're losing – I think we nailed a couple positions like wide receiver. Wide receiver is a huge one because, uh, you know, we're losing Omar Manning, Oliver Martin, uh, IGC. He left at the beginning of the year. Trey Palmer, he's gone. And then uh, a couple of guys out of the uh, young guys, Kamani Grimes and Dakota Crawford, they transferred. So that was a position uh, in need. And we went out and we get picked up. Uh, five wide receivers between uh, recruits and the transfer portal. So uh, that was meaningful. Offensive line, you know, you heard Matt Rule talk about uh, bringing guys in here to develop them. They went out and got four young young dudes, and he's going to try. He's going to get those guys to the right way. Uh, he really brought five in. Uh... Because there was an offensive tackle and four interior offensive line. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. And, and that's where you got to credit uh, Donnie Rayola. Like, dude, he knows what he's looking for. I, I, I'm coming around to Donnie Rayola. I, I, I'm liking him. Uh, his recruiting seems to be coming around. And like, like you said, it was, it was a – you had to get some offensive linemen in this class. You absolutely had to. Right. And, and you got five guys. Like, Thank God, we especially in the, in the, on the interior part of the line. You know, we we don't know what a center is going to look like right now. We've been struggling with center since Cam Jurgens left, uh, and even he was a little bit of struggle because he was supposed to be a tight end coming in. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, seeing some of these interior offensive linemen coming in has to make you happy. I think. Yeah, they're they're not highly ranked guys, but again. Offensive line's a place where you have to develop guys. Being ranked high don't mean anything unless you can get developed. <laughs> We've seen that live in person over the last couple of years. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Derek, we kind of talked about the transfers, uh, but are you kind of shocked a little bit that we didn't target any more transfers? Uh, well, we've missed on a couple offensive linemen. Uh, in that uh, Johnny Cornelius... Whatever his name is, and going to Oregon. Oh, uh, the Rhode Island the kid, kid. The, the Rhode Island kid. Uh, say the the kid out of Arizona State, Ben Scott. Ben Scott. I think is his name. Uh, it sounds like he's probably going to Auburn. Uh, it would have been nice to get at least one of those two guys. Uh, obviously, it would have been nice to get both of them. Uh, missing out on both of them, I think, hurts a little bit. However. Uh, I think with a transfer portal, you have a lot of time to figure some things out here. And so you you really got to figure out what needs you're going to need. And we're still going to lose some guys at transfer portal ourselves. And yeah, so it's it's, it's going to be tough. You can't, you can't fill the roster right now until you figure out what's going to happen, too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 
<clears throat> so looking at these recruits, which recruits uh, do you see uh, that can make an immediate impact next year? And let's start with just high school recruits right now. Uh, man, I, it's this is a little tough, but you, you got to lean towards the wide receivers, right? Like yeah, absolutely. Malachi Coleman, maybe a Jaden Doss. Uh, you you got to lean towards those because because you're so thin at wide receiver right now. Uh, I, I don't necessarily see. I mean, we got so we got four wide receivers, three edge players, two defensive line, and four interior offensive uh, in, interior offensive line, and then everything else is kind of scattered here and there. Uh, so when I'm looking at this, I'm looking at where we needed people and wide receiver was the biggest area. So, I, I'm, I'm, again, I'm going to stick with Malachi Coleman. He's a big dude, very athletic guy. Uh, you heard Matt Rule speak glowingly of him as a person and player in his uh, press conference. Uh, you know, we went big on, on the edge guys, but that's not a position. That and D-line and offensive line, all three of those, are not a position that you expect a guy to come in as a freshman to make – immediate impacts. It's right. just not, not, it's not something you hear of very often. And so I, I kind of wanted to steer away from those guys. Uh, there is one edge guy that I think could make an impact and he's not a high school guy, but he's not like a true transfer. It's the, uh, the JC transfer, uh, Kai, Kai Wallen. Kai Wallen. Yeah. And, and, and that's a very good possibility. I mean, but again, yeah, and he's he's had some playing time. So we, uh, it's junior college, but it's still good playing time. Yeah, we we lose O'Shawn Mathis and Caleb Tanner that, that you know kind of plays that little edge there. Uh, I think there's, I think there's an opportunity for him to get on the field next well, year, and, and he's got good size too. You, you you very well could be right. Uh, we still got like guys like Jamari Butler and Blaze Gunnerson out there. Uh, Garrett Nelson kind of still up in the air. Uh, I God, think that dude's got to be coming back, right? I, I think most people are anticipating him coming back. Uh, it'd be a huge loss if we if he doesn't come back. But uh, if, if you if you get Garrett Nelson back, I think there's less need to get immediate impacts on the edge rushers. Uh, but if you lose him, then Kai, Kai Wallen's almost going to have to be thrown to the wolves at that point. I think. Yeah, six six two forty, big dude. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I think we have basically the same guys uh, from high school or uh, junior college. Well, there's just one junior college. But when you look at the transfers, uh, who do you see making an immediate tr- uh, impact out of the transfers? Well, I think you have to look at Jeff Sims automatically and go, you listen to, you listen to Matt, we'll get into this a little bit later, but you listen to Matt Rule talk about him. And how, I mean, just, he just goos and ahs over this guy. <laughs> yeah, so, he does. I mean, you just, you have to think that he's going to be an immediate impact kind of guy. Uh, I don't know if he's starting game one yet. I will, uh, we'll, we'll get into that. But whether he is or not, you expect him to at least get some playing time, right? Yeah. There's a damn good chance that he does. Uh, I, Maybe an Elijah Judy uh, coming out of Texas A&M. Maybe he's got a shot at being an, an immediate guy. I mean, I, I really, out of these transfers, there's not one guy that I'm sitting here going, well, I don't see any of them making a difference. Josh Fleeks out of Baylor. 
Uh, I and I don't know that he will be an impact as far as uh, stats wise. Like I don't, but but I could see him getting a lot of playing time and being like a. Uh, oh, who was the guy that came with uh, Frost in the in the bat in the defensive backs? You remember his name, Trey? Something. Oh, you're talking about Trey Neal. Trey Neal, there you go. Uh, I, I can see him being kind of li- like that, a guy that just knows what Rule wants and knows how Rule wants to do it. You bring him in, and he kind of helps steer the ship. Maybe he doesn't do anything statistically that blows people away. But, uh, but, but yeah, all these transfer guys, I could see any of them doing good things. Yeah. Uh, Cor- Corey Collier, I cornerback is a spot that wasn't great last year. Really? You weren't impressed with it? I mean... So I liked... Well, I mean, I, I like Malcolm Hartsog. I, I, I really liked him as a player. He was a safety. I mean... He was a corner. No, he was a corner. Okay. They Quentin Newsome. I, I mean, safety, between but. those guys, I think... I thought they did a pretty good job at corner. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but the other one that I... We, we didn't talk about Chief Borders, who's got a cool freaking name, by the way. That's a great name. Great name. I here Here's my only issue with Chief Borders. And it, it doesn't mean I don't think he could, but when you got guys like uh, uh, Henrich coming back and Luke Reimer... Those guys are studs, and I'm not saying Chief Borders won't be a stud. I just wonder what can he come in and try and beat one of those two guys? He out? doesn't have to. It's a three-three-five. Well, we don't know if it's a three-three-five. I mean, Matt Rule already came out and said we're not running a three-three-five. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know what's going to be run. I so, it's so tough to under. I mean. Do we see three linebackers a lot? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Possible we only see two linebackers? I mean, it's possible. Hey, Matt Rule is going to adjust this defense and this team period to what he sees fit. It may be different year to year by the way he makes it sound. Yeah, it could. Depending on personnel, it sounds like it. Which is smart. I mean, got to get your best personnel on the field, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And I. And I have no problem with that, as long as you have a defensive coordinator who can adjust to it with him. And I, and I think that uh, our defensive coordinator, Tony White, is that his name? Yeah. I, I think he's smart enough to do that. Like, I I don't know enough about him to really glow about it, but I, I by all accounts, we're looking at what he did at Syracuse. I mean, he can adapt. I mean, it appears. Right. We'll see what happens when he gets here into the Big Ten, but... Uh, I want to touch on in-state recruiting a little bit because uh, so far we've pulled eight guys out of the state of Nebraska, which is uh, the most signed in-state since like 1998. Yeah, that's a long-ass time ago. Uh, true, true, but there were also, I believe, 13 uh, in-state kids that signed with Power 5 teams. And they're saying that that is the most in the internet in the internet era. That's the most that Nebraska's ever signed to Power 5 teams. So this was a very deep class. Yeah. 
So, I mean, the fact that Nebraska signed most of them, like, great. It's not, I don't know percentage-wise that it's any any better than normal years. Yeah, that's fair. So, I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away. It's awesome that we're picking up these in-state kids. But I, I just don't read too much into that. Fine. We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you have something to say about saying it, I, no, I, I'm, I not just... trying, I'm not trying to poo-poo on it. I just... <clears throat> I just think people bring it up, bring up in-state recruiting too much. Like, it, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, right? Sure. Like, like you, but you pick up all these Nebraska kids, and everybody's bitching because well, you're, you got all these Nebraska kids. There's no talent on this roster. Well, so the argument, but if you, that, don't, but if you don't pick up the in-state kids, and you're letting all the in-state kids go, so <laughs> Ernest Hausman blew up the whole argument for in-state kids. Really, you know, because it's like the argument would be like. In-state kids want to play for the University of Nebraska. They're not going anywhere. And all of a sudden, Ernest Hausman from Columbus uh, ends the year on a high note, kicking ass, and he transfers. Of course, he went to Michigan, so that's no slouch. But uh, he left, and but you know, so I guess that kind of kills the argument. Like, yeah, in-state kids, they're happy to be at Nebraska. They don't want to go anywhere. But well, I, and, I, and I don't believe that anymore. Like. Dude, I, I see kids around here. Like, my, my, you know, my son's 14 years old. He's junior high age. And these kids don't care about Nebraska football. Not like we did. But we don't win like we did when we were 14. When we were 14, we were winning national championships. Yeah. You know, I, so I, I, winning, like, you got to start winning. You start winning, and that interest will come back. But until you start winning, these kids don't care. I guess. Uh, you alluded to it earlier uh, with the quarterback situation, Casey Thompson and Jeff Sims. So, gun to your head right now. Who starts game one? Jeff Sims or Casey uh, Thompson? I, I'm going to lean towards Jeff Sims right now. Uh, and, and it's more than just what, what Matt Rule said. It's the fact that Casey Thompson's going to miss spring. Uh, it's a it's a whole other new offense. I, I know I know for a fact after watching Casey Thompson last year that he is capable of picking up an offense fast because the guy played good last year, and I, I'm not taking anything away from him. Uh, so I know he's smart enough to pick it up in a short amount of time. I just wonder if missing spring is going to hurt him. And so I'm I'm gonna lead towards Jeff Sims just off off the sole fact that he's missing spring. Yeah, and I would buy that. I also think that uh, Matt Rule, I think in his offense, there's going to be a little bit more running the quarterback. And, you know, I don't want to say that Casey Thompson can't run the ball, but he can't carry that workload over a bunch of games. Uh, Jeff Sims uh, is a big dude, 6'4", 215, 220, whatever, whatever he is. Casey Thompson isn't that big. So if you want your quarterback to run the ball uh, in an offense, like a real run, not just like scrambling for your life. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, you know, like Casey Thompson, uh, and, and you, I credit him for this, but he's going to be the guy that he's going to look for the pass first. He's not going to just try and take off running. He's always looking for that one that one throw that he can make. And I, I think Jeff Sims isn't going to be that guy. I think he's going to be the guy that, if he sees an open lane, he's going to take it. Yeah. 
I, I do too. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun uh, to see how this develops. It's it's gonna be all eyes on Jeff Sims in the spring, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, because if there's any if there's any other position that anybody's looking at, maybe with a more fine tooth comb than Jeff Sims, it's gonna be that offensive line. Yeah. Can we see some improvement on the offensive line? There's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of eyes on that. Especially because there's going to be a lot of uh, scrutiny going on if it doesn't look like it's improving after bringing Donovan Rayola back. Like, there's going to be a lot of people going, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. And, I, and look, I, I trusted Matt Rule. I, I think he, he made a decision that he feel, felt was best for him. And, I, and I'm fine with it. I'm absolutely good with it. Like, it, it is what it is. So... Uh, this is actually a perfect transition because those are all the early signing day questions I had. Uh, but Matt Rule, in his presser, uh, he did talk about the O-line and he did talk about uh, high, retaining Rayola went, went into that. And he alluded to, like, he wasn't going to buy into the narrative that the offensive line was the uh, the problem. He says, you know, they weren't the problem. And uh, he says that we're going to have a good OC line. And he said all the right things. You know, he likes the guys in that room. And uh, that one of the things that he said along those lines was, and he's done this multiple times, uh, he is so complimentary to towards uh, Frost and the previous staff. I mean, he's Matt Rule is a true professional. He is a true professional. And he knows how, to, uh, how to speak but- and not be arrogant like some – coaches we've had in the past but can i just say this though like it was all coach speak to me like was it to, to me yes because if you could honestly watch those games last year and tell me that the offensive line was not part was not the biggest problem in that offense like it, I, me as joe schmo over here who doesn't know shit about football can sit here and look at that i know this head coach could sit here and look at that and go oh jesus casey thompson's on the run for his life every friggin' play like, but he can't come out and say that. He can't just come out and go, well, we're just going to try and get all these offensive linemen out of here because we're going to try and bring in transfers. Because transfers are so hard to get for a team. So it's no, not like you're you right. can just – so you can't just run these guys out of here and try and replace them. But he knows what he's doing when he says things like that and having the players' backs. You know I mean? He's, and that, and he's going to I mean, have their backs. And that's I guess that's where – I kind of, I kind of liked him uh, talking about you know they're his guys and, uh, and I love that. Back, I, I yeah. absolutely love that. that. Was one of the my, one of my absolute most favorite things that he said in his whole in that whole thirty four minutes of press conference that he was out there was he was talking about recruiting and those being his guys, but he sent the message that like look everybody that's on this team is my guy. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm not looking to get rid of anybody. I did all my guys. I want them here because they're good players. And he's very genuine when he says it too. I, I, yes, I, I, I don't. don't I, I don't think that's coach speak when he says that. I think he's being very genuine. I, I think there's some genuinity to it. Yes. I. I'm not. I'm not saying it's all bullshit that he's saying. But when he's sitting here talking about the offensive line wasn't the biggest problem, I think that was a little bit of coach speak. Well, what did you think about his justification for retaining Donovan Rayola? I mean, it makes sense. Like, I, I get it. And, you know, he also made a comment that we're, we're not going to have a superstar coach on this staff. 
Uh, yeah, but l- guess, l- let's talk about his no, justification I, for Rayola, though. But, I mean, that's part of it. Like, he, he's not looking for the superstar guys. He's looking for the guys like Rayola. Like, he's looking for the up-and-comers. And I, I guess, I, I don't know. His justification of keeping him, he was trained under so-and-so at Notre Harry Dame. Harry stand, yeah. And all that. I mean, that is what it is. I, It's fine. It's good to hear. And I, I was glad that he said it. And I, I don't know that it makes me feel more comfortable, but it, I mean, at least at, at least gives me a, a reason as to why he hired him. Yeah, because they were trained in the same system. They have the same particular philosophy. And I'm really actually curious because he said there's three base philosophies for offensive line coach. I'd I'd really like to hear a little bit more on that. I think that yeah, would, I, kinda, kinda, I would love I to hear like to more of that. Into that yeah. a bit more. Uh, but I, I thought that was just really, I thought it was really, uh, interesting, uh, because, you know, I've never been a Donovan Rayola supporter. I mean, I, I didn't think he had well, the experience yeah, also, to get it. He, he also made a comment that he interviewed a lot of guys and why I know we will never find out. I would love to know who, what, what the other offensive lineman guys he talked to. Yeah. Apparently they were in the other two philosophies because he says he didn't want to work. He didn't want to work in that. He was Donovan Rayola got the job because he was the only one that trained in the same philosophy on offensive line. I guess I I don't know, uh, but he, he's with us now, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I think you're right. There's going to be a lot of eyes on there. If offensive line doesn't improve, it's like oh, what are we doing? I, I, will, I will I will say this, and I. There's this narrative on uh, Twitter, of course, that we're picking him up to get Dylan Rayola here. You know, the the five-star quarterback, Dominic Rayola's son, Donnie's nephew. Uh, I I really hope to God that's not, there's no truth to that. I hope that it it is all Twitter rumor. There's no, I mean, Matt Rule's never going to come out and say, yeah, we kept Donovan Rayola to try and get Dylan Rayola. I hope it's true because I want to be extremely disappointed if we don't get, if we kept Donovan Rayola and we don't get Dylan. (laughs) Look, I I get that. And I understand that. And I hope to God that we get Dylan Rayola too. Where I'm I'm trying to go with this is that's not a reason you hire a guy, though. You don't hire a guy to try and get one recruit here. You've got to work with this guy. He's got to know how to fix his offensive line. Yeah. If I get Dylan Rayola here and my offensive line sucks, it don't do me any good at all. Because if he's running for his life, I, first off, I doubt he's coming here if that offensive line looks that bad. Well, you know, Matt Rule, he went on to talk about the staff that he hired, you know, having like the one purpose and one vision uh, that the coaches weren't going to have any different agendas. Uh and so when you talk about when when he says stuff like that and he talks about Donovan Rayola uh you know being in the same philosophy and then he even goes on farther to say he wants to work with the offensive line and defensive line that's where he is in practice he's got the other coaches so i'm wondering if you know if he's like sees Donovan Rayola and they're on the same page on what they want to do uh philosophically that he knows that he can work with Donovan Rayola for that stuff if he, if they're going to be there together in practice. So uh, it, it, I think it's fair, good Frost, mentorship. Frost had, that same, 
Frost had that same mentality with him. Like, he had the same philosophy that Frost wanted. So, I mean, look, I, I think it's impressive. That, like, what, whatever it is about Donovan Rail, I don't, I don't know what it is right now. We'll, we'll find out in the future. Uh, but for him to impress two head coaches at Nebraska and get hired by two different head coaches says something to me. That like, is elite interview skills. <laughs> well, he must be better on one-on-one because we all know he can't speak in front of the media. <laughs> Speaking of elite, did you hear uh, what Matt Rule said about our guy, Ed Foley? Ed F. and Foley? Ed F. and Foley. I, I, I don't know, but all I heard was something about elite. He said it twice. Ed's elite. Twice. He said Ed's an elite special teams coordinator, and he broke it down. I mean, that's our guy right there. Dude, I, you know me. I, I love Ed Foley. I do, it's, too. I, it's a great hire. I Look, look if, if you're going to compare him with Bill Bush, I, I get where people are sitting here going, well, I'd really like to have Bill Bush. Yeah. Bill Bush and was I, I very likable. I, I would not have been opposed to him hiring Bill Bush either. But if you're not going after Bill Bush, Ed Foley's the guy, right? I think so. I mean, the the more that I sit down and I read and listen to him and just see his work ethic out on the recruiting trail, because he's another guy that was making all the stops out there to see guys, and uh, I I think he I think he's a cool dude. Yeah, I you know, I mean, give give the guy some credit for recruiting. He brought in that uh, Tristan Alvano, I believe was his name, yeah. the. Five-star kicker. Whatever. I like how you did air quotes when you said five-star <laughs> kicker. Uh, you know, but he brought him in. And, you know, people talked about how the previous staff missed on him. Uh, I, I I don't necessarily buy into that. We're not looking for a ton of scholarship kickers anyway. But the fact that he was soured by the last staff and, he's, and Ed Foley was able to come in here in three weeks and get him to come here. I mean, give the guy some credit, right? Yeah. You know who else got an uh, elite mention in that presser? <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess Evan Cooper. Well, I was going with Eric Fields. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. As an elite player. Uh, I, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, he's talking about Eric Fields, and he did it in the same context of where he was talking about great recruits versus great players. And there's like two kinds, and sometimes – Players are both like Matt Rule said. Malachi Coleman, he's a great recruit and a great player. But you know, he's talking about Eric Fields and one of those under the radar guys. But he's super fast, and uh, he talked about the recruiting philosophies between uh, Joey McGuire, who's at Texas Tech, and I forget the other name, who's the record recruiting coordinator there. But you know, they, they all have this. They come from the same coaching tree, and they uh, recruit the same way, and. He says, expect big things from Eric Fields. So maybe this guy, Eric Fields at linebacker, maybe he's the Ernest Hausman replacement that we that we want to see. So, Yeah. And, and you know, I, I again, I, I don't want to get into Eric Fields too much. It, it was awesome listening to him talk about him. It, it was phenomenal listening to him talk about him. And, you know, he was one of the guys that he talked about, uh, Evan Cooper, finding at 3 a.m., Watching film, yeah. Uh, same with Jalen Lloyd, uh, another 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 guy that he talked about being one of the fastest players in the country. Right, that he came right of right out of our backyard there in Omaha. Uh, 
You know, so, so again, credit credit Cooper for that. I, that guy is apparently a workhorse. Is he an elite recruiter? Well, I guess it depends on how you define elite. How do you define elite? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I we we need this written down somehow. I think. Uh, we, we'd have to get Tyler on here for that. I think. Okay. But, well, uh, we'll wait. I don't know that I would consider him an elite recruiter, but it's nice to see a guy that could find talent where other people aren't looking. So I I, I don't know if it considers him elite, but I think it considers him a damn good get. Like. Dude, I'm not good enough with recruiting that I can sit here and watch some high school football tape and go, oh, yeah, this kid, this kid's doing really good. You know, I, I'm not that guy. And so for Evan Cooper to be that guy, credit him. Like, that's, yeah. that's not just, that's, that's not just laugh at the guys he's getting. Cause I, I think, and I, I, Matt Rule brought this up in the press conference too, that when Evan Cooper is finding these guys, you're going to see him offer a guy, and then all of a sudden he's going to get 10 or 12 more offers, and you're going to see his stars bump up. And that happens in recruiting all the time, but it's nice to see. It's nice to have one of those guys. It's nice to have a guy that can find the diamond in the rough that all the other teams are looking at going, well, wait, who's this guy? Oh, we better check him out. If they're, if they're looking at him, we got to check him out too. I remember way back when when RG3 was a high school football player, and uh, it was playoff time. And my dad, he came down to Texas, and he always wanted to see a Texas high school football game. Just so happened the playoffs are going on. So we went down to the stadium there, and uh, really nice stadiums here in Texas, as as you know, because you lived here. And uh, we saw RG3 play as a senior in high school. And he was okay, but he wasn't even I don't think he was really even the best quarterback on the field at that time. And you fast forward a few years later and that dude's winning the Heisman trophy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so looking at the tape and like finding out who's really good, I mean I obviously don't have that eye. <laughs> no, I mean You gotta it, develop it, it, them, it, but yeah. It it, t- it takes a good eye to, to to see that kind of talent though. I mean I'll also add this, just just as a little side, last nugget here, but everyone's talking about him adding speed to the team, and it feels an awful lot like what Frost was Oh, my God, yeah, yep. We need to get some speed in here. We just don't have guys fast enough yet. and I, You know, it's fine and dandy. As long as you stick with it, you can't change it. In like, yeah. You can't change it and, every year. And, that, and that's going to be the thing. Like, And that was probably Frost's biggest mistake was, you know, he was looking to – to fit this Oregon speed with Nebraska power, but he, he, he threw it away and went strictly to power. And then I don't know. Then all of a sudden this last year, just wanted to throw the ball. Apparently yeah. I, whatever. He had no idea what the hell he, he wanted just, to he, do. He just changed it too much. So for I, what, what, what I'd like to see Matt rule do is come in here. If he wants to get the speed in here, I'm fine with it, but stick with it. I think he will. I think he's disciplined enough. I think he's uh, smart enough to know and what he wants and what he wants to do. But I'm excited. Uh, this was this was a pretty good start to the Matt Rule era. Uh, it didn't look pretty at the beginning of the recruiting cycle, but I think it finished up pretty darn strong. And again, you know, we got another six seven weeks left until the next signing day, so a lot can happen. Uh, hopefully, we get some more guys, but. 
good start. I like it. I, I'm impressed. I, I these guys had three weeks to kind of get something pulled together, and they did it. Yep. There's I. Right now we're at 28th in the country according to 24/7, and rivals both. And I, I think it's hard to complain. I. I I I I told you. You asked me what I thought would be. Uh, a successful recruiting class for this first year. And I said, top 30, like right now, just get me back in the top 30. And he did it. Yeah, he did it. So I, I have no complaints. I think it's a good recruiting class. Uh, I, I don't know what they have up their sleeves for 2024 class, but boy, they sure seem to be pretty happy about that class. Uh, again, Matt rule. We're talking about, we've talked about his press conference a lot throughout t- uh, tonight's episode, but, uh, you know, he brought up 2024's class. He's like, it's going to be a good one. You know, you know what I keep waiting for him to say? Because he keeps talking about the 2024. He's alluding to it in his tweets, you know, social media and all that stuff. I keep I keep waiting for him to say, you better get us now because in year two we're going to be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope we don't make that mistake. <laughs> better get us now. Uh all right, Derek, it's been fun. You got big Christmas plans? Oh, not a ton. Just kind of here and there. All right. A lot of family time, I'm sure. <laughs> You're supposed to sound enthusiastic about that. Well, I, I love spending time with my family. I always love spending time with my family. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, well, uh, again, for all of our listeners, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. We're taking next week off for sure. Uh, we'll be back uh, in January, uh, I'm sure. So, uh, anyway, special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter, at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek, I want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, go Big Red. Go Big Red.